Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. One more time for the cast of Into the Woods CFA Academy. So grateful for the opportunity to reclaim the arts through reclaiming lives and just one of the many ministries of, of CFA. Well, good morning to all of our locations. Good morning, Davidson. Good morning to those of you watching online. want to uh, direct your attention to Deuteronomy chapter 7 this morning. And I want to read you the principle of this scripture. Um, but I want to I share it in a little bit of a, of, of a different way. And so this is Deuteronomy chapter 7, the principle, but let me read it differently. Once upon a time, there was a tortoise and a hare. Tortoise was friendly and quiet. He did everything slowly. Hare was flashy and rude. He did everything quickly. Hare loved to tease Tortoise about being so slow. When Tortoise ate breakfast, Hare said, by the time you finish your last bite, it will be dinner time. And if you're sitting by a slow eater, this would be an appropriate elbow uh, time right now. When Tortoise worked in his garden, Hare said, by the time you pick up those spring flowers, it's going to be winter. One afternoon, Hare followed Tortoise to the store. Hare teased him on the way. By the time you get there, the store will be closed. He said, you're so slow, I could beat you in a race hopping backwards on one paw. But I could never beat you, Hare, said Tortoise. Yes, you could, said Tortoise's friends. All you need is a little help. Then you will race me, Tortoise, asked Hare. Tortoise pulled his head into his shell. I don't want to, he said. You've got to, said his friends. You've put up with this nasty hair long enough. We think you can win. Tortoise didn't want to disappoint his friends, so he finally agreed to race against hair. Tortoise only had two and a half weeks to get in shape before the big race. Rooster helped him out at the gym, and Raccoon cooked him paleo, whole 30 healthy meals. And... And Frog went jogging with him every morning. And by the day, the race tortoise was ready. Animals from all over the county came to watch the tortoise and the hare. Rooster read aloud the rules and described the course. Attention, everyone. The race will begin when I sound this gong. The six-mile course is going to be marked by red flags. The first one you reach to reach the finish line wins. Runners, take your mark. Get set. Go. Raccoon sounded the gong. Hare bolted out of sight before tor- Tortoise had even taken his first step. The crowd roared and cheered as Tortoise inched forward. Hare was so far ahead that he decided to stop at Bear's house for something cool to drink. Hare rested and sipped lemonade and Bear noticed something moving outside of the window. Hare, there goes Tortoise. What? yelled Hare running out the door. Hare passed Tortoise for the second time. Then he decided to stop at Mouse's house. For a snack. As Hare munched on crackers and cheese, Mouse yelled, Is that tortoise I see out the window? I'm not worried about that slow poke, said Hare. I've passed him twice already. Then he finished his snack and hopped out the door. Hare passed tortoise for a third time. Now he was far ahead. He saw a pond and decided to stop and rest in the 
snacks had made him sleepy. Hare was so sure he would win, he took a nap in the soft grass. As he closed his eyes, he dreamed of victory. Suddenly, Hare woke up because the crowd was cheering. Yay, Tortoise, the crowd roared. Tortoise was two steps away from the finish line. Slow down, you bow-legged reptile, screamed Hare as he tried to catch up. But it was too late. Tortoise crossed the line just before the tornado of dust and fur that was Hare flew by. Tortoise had won the race. Hare couldn't believe it. That measly shell on legs had beaten him. Tortoise smiled as his friends carried him on their shoulders. He had learned an important lesson that hard work and perseverance bring reward. Turn to your neighbor. Help me preach this this morning. Tell them the tortoise wins every time. Now turn to your other neighbor, the one you like better, and tell them too. Tell them the tortoise wins every time. Now, I told you this is actually in, in Scripture, and the, well, the story isn't in Scripture, but the principle is. Let me read this from Deuteronomy 7. They're getting ready to occupy. The Israelites are getting ready to go in. They're getting ready to take the land, and this is what God says. God says, no, don't be afraid of those nations. Do you notice how many times in Scripture God has to say, don't be afraid? I think I could preach against fear every week, and we would probably hit something that we're going through, right? Because isn't that one of the front men that the enemy sends our way is fear. But God says, don't be afraid of those nations. For the Lord your God is among you. He is a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will drive out those nations ahead of you. And then I want you to circle this phrase, highlight this phrase. Little by little. You will not clear them away all at once, otherwise the wild animals would multiply too quickly for you. But the Lord your God will hand them over to you. He will throw them into complete confusion until they are destroyed. He'll put their kings in your power and you will erase their names from the face of the earth. No one will be able to stand against you and you will destroy them all. I want you to notice something about this passage of Scripture. There are some times when the delay of the promise is due to Israel's lack of faith. There's, there's some times when Israel is delayed into stepping into their occupied territory because of disobedience, because of sin. But that's, this isn't one of those times. Notice that there's nothing. God's not upset. They haven't done anything wrong. This is, just, this is just called life. Sometimes there's a principle that we don't get what we want as quickly as we want it. And everybody said, amen. This is amazing. And so I want to I walk us through three important questions from this passage this morning that I think will help us during our wait season, during our tortoise season, during our slow season. Are you ready? Here's, here's question number one. Are you living out of the fear that you're behind? Are you living out of the fear that you're behind? Because God says, I mean, this is the word of the Lord. You will not clear them away all at once. I think what God is saying this morning on this daylight, uh, well, it's not daylight savings. What is it? Spring forward. We lost an hour. That's why you had to rub your eyes a little bit more during worship this morning. But God, God is saying you're on time. 
Tell your neighbor you're on time. In fact, tell them congratulations. You made it by the message. Maybe you slipped in during worship, but I didn't even see you this morning. I mean, sometimes I peek, but you made it on time. God says this morning you're on time. The enemy, these are the words of the enemy in your life. You're behind. The enemy, the words of the enemy sound something like this. Your brother-in-law bought a house. Why are you still renting? The words of the enemy says, you have 12 bridesmaid dresses in your closet and you have never been the bride. What are you doing? The voice of the enemy says, all your friends are having babies and you're not getting any younger. The, word, the voice of the enemy says, the girl at work that just got the promotion, she's, she's younger than you. And, the, and, the, and on and on it goes. You're behind. You're behind. Your business should be further ahead. Your family should be further ahead. Your marriage should be further ahead. Your, spirit, your spiritual life should be further ahead. Pastor Doug's preaching on Occupy this year. And you haven't even crossed over. I mean, that's the, the voice of of the enemy you're behind you're behind you're behind we were I took a couple of uh, vacation days this week and disappeared into the woods for two days with with a handful of guys so this was um, we decided to, to hike a, do a section hike on the Appalachian Trail there were a couple of us that read a book about a girl that did a through hike a through hike is when you start in Georgia and end up in Maine and hike all 2000 plus miles of the Appalachian Trail and so obviously not, nothing prepares you to hike like reading a book about somebody else <laughs> that hiked and so I was deeply inspired to try this and we loaded everything up and and I don't know if you happen to see the weather in the mountains this Wednesday and Thursday but that little chance of snow that I saw on my weather report turned into a full-on like snowstorm I'm talking like this boy's from the north legit snowstorm so we started up on Big Bald and, and this is about uh, 30 minutes west of Asheville and it's got well, when it's not snowing, it's got this beautiful view, but there were 40 mile an hour gusting winds and we're just, I mean, hoods up and, and backpacks on and trying to, trying to hit the woods. And so it's snowing and it's steep, parts of it are steep and it's rocky and we're going down and one, one of the people, and I won't embarrass this individual, but they just, they kept falling. They kept losing their footing and falling and hitting the ground. I thought it was hilarious. It was entertaining to me as I was walking along, but but one of the things they said, um, I'm not a super like awesome hiker or super fast in any, or anything, but I just, I have longer legs. And so my, my gait is a little bit longer. And also that pack was weighing down on me. And so if I took short steps, um, my, my, like my hip joints were hurting. And so I had to, I was, you know, taking long, I was taking long strides trying to stretch and I was just walking. And, and they explained later that one of the reasons that they thought that they were falling was that they were trying to match, they were trying to match my gait. Now, I think there's some truth to that. I also saw this individual fall when he was in front of me. So he was falling re regardless, but... 
But there is, there is truth to that. In fact, one of the things that they tell you, you know, people that, that do the through hikes and they, you, you know, you'll read and you'll take classes and you'll do, you'll get all your gear and then you do what you call a, a shakedown hike where you go into the woods for two or three days and find out which equipment, you know, this tent doesn't work and your pack's too heavy and you like this food and you like this cooking method, but this stove didn't work and you do a shakedown hike to try to uh, find which gear and which method and, but you're, you're, you know, probably a lot of people listen to podcasts and read books and take classes and learn from others. But one of the things that they tell you is, and this just kind of preaches to somebody this morning, is that you gotta, you've got to hike. I don't know who this is for this morning. You've got to hike your own hike. How many times do we trip in life? Do we fall in life because we're trying to match somebody else's stride that's not your stride that's not your pay you run your race you hike your hike and we wonder man I fell again is that because you're trying to live somebody else's life God didn't give you an anointing to live somebody else's life he anointed you to live your life on your time according to the provision that he has given you come on if you want to be on time on God's time give him praise this morning I just feel like somebody's tripping but the reason you're tripping in life is because you're trying to live somebody else's life. It's time change Sunday. Hope, hope you remembered to set, you know, most of our clocks now are, are automatic, right? Or uh, set to satellite or the internet or whatever they're connected to and they automatically jump ahead. But some of you still got some, some clocks on your microwave and on your stove and in your vehicles and you're wearing them around the, your wrist that you have to, you have to set manually because, because if you're living, like what, what if you were just living this week an hour off? What if you tried to live, or, or let me explain it this way. If you've ever traveled a, a little bit of a distance, like if you've gone to Europe or if you've gone to Hawaii or if you've gone to the, the, the Far East or someplace like that, um, one of the things that they tell you in order to avoid jet lag is as soon as you get on the plane, set your clock to the time that it's going to be, right? So I think London is uh, about five or six hours ahead of us. So if you were going to the UK, as soon as you buckled in, on American Airlines, you would look down at your watch and you would go ahead and set that six hours ahead and you would, you would say, I'm, I'm, living, I'm living in the future now and so I'm gonna eat like it's six hours ahead, I'm gonna try and sleep like it's six hours ahead. Can I remind you that this earth, you're just kind of passing through this earth and heaven is your destination and that you live on a different timetable, you live on heaven's time. So can I encourage you this morning, go ahead and set your spiritual clock according to God's time. You are not behind. You're not behind. Listen to what the Bible says this morning. God's words. 2 Peter 3.8. But don't forget this one thing, dear friends, with the day, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. Galatians 4.4. When but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son. Ecclesiastes 3.11, God made everything beautiful in his time. See, God has a perfect time for your life. 
He's got a timetable for your promotion. He's got a timetable for your children. He's got a time. One of the things you just got to remind new moms of. Can I preach this to a new mom whose baby isn't crawling at the exact same time as your cousin's baby? Can, can I just help you out that if, if, if or, or maybe your baby, you think, well, they know their ABCs. Um, Harvard, could you just please send me the application? Like, just send, just send it. Now, you're not living according to anybody else's time. You're on God's time. And his time for your life is perfect. You are not behind. You're not ahead. You just got to reset your clock and say, God, God, tune my heart to the time of heaven. Tune my heart. My time is your ta- time and make your time my time. Number two. Number two this morning is this. How can you turn a slow season into a grow season. How can you turn a slow season into a grow season? Verse 22 says this, otherwise the wild animals would multiply too quickly for you. See, in our lives often God's weight is his grace. Have you ever prayed a prayer and not gotten the answer that you wanted immediately? I mean, like within us, anybody just happened to pray, just, you know, I'm just taking a stab in the dark. That that maybe one or two people this morning have prayed a prayer that you didn't get the exact answer. And yet, according to this passage, God says, what did God say? Was, Was that land good? Absolutely. Was it part of his promise? Of course it was. Was it part of his destiny for their life? Yes. It was all, it was a good, it was a good request. And so if the Israelites would have prayed, God, thank you, thank you for this uh, land. And in fact, think of it this way. So the Israelites wandered around in the desert for 40 years. That That was not part of God's plan. But the maybe the only good thing that came out of it was that they had multiplied more, right? So the, the uh, generation that had refused to believe God 40 years prior uh, had passed away and it was all the sons and daughters. And so the idea there is multiplication. So they actually had more people at this point going into the promised land. So it still wasn't enough. So uh, just kind of follow my line of thinking here. If you would rewind the clock 40 years, at the perfect time of obedience, they still would have been less ready to receive the promise. Does that make sense? So, So could it be this morning that you are exactly on time, you are exactly where God wants you to be, you're following his commands, you are, you are on the clock of heaven, but you're still not ready. Is, is, that, a, is that a remote possibility? Right, because God says, God says, Israel, you, you're doing well. This is, you're in my will. This is good land. But I can't give this, I can't give this to you yet. Otherwise, the wild animals would devour. And when we step into a blessing before it's our appointed time to step into that blessing, the blessing can actually devour us. 
Sometimes we can get devoured by the enemy, but sometimes we can get devoured by the blessing. Because when you get that house that's double the square footage of the last house that you were in, and it's a blessing, you still got to furnish the rooms in that house. And sometimes the blessing, when you walk into furniture stores and you realize, oh, furniture costs a little bit more money than I realized. And when that first, when that first heating bill comes, right? And so there's blessings, but you also gotta, you've got to grow into the blessing. And so can I just encourage somebody this morning who hasn't fully stepped into your Occupy? Maybe that's God's grace in your life saying that's a good request. I'm not saying no. I just want you to grow in the process so that when you step into the blessing, you'll be able to have the shoulders to carry the weight of the blessing that I'm going to give you. So, so if you've got an eight-year-old kid that comes up to you, a grandson, a niece, a nephew, a son, a daughter, a neighbor's kid, and puts out their hand and says, Pop, Pop, could I have the keys to your truck? And they say, like they, but they say it really sweet, and they, they, they look at you with that look, and they just ask for that. That's not necessarily a bad request. Right? Like maybe they just, maybe they wanted to go get you a birthday present. Maybe they just, maybe they had good intentions, but their, but their intentions were ahead of their ability. So if you were to give them a good gift of the keys to your truck, you would cause some destruction. The next call you would be getting would be from like law enforcement insurance companies, all that kind of thing. And because, why? Because you gave a blessing too soon. Do you know that God loves you too much to give you blessings too soon? Because if he gives you a blessing, and so what was wrong? Oh, it's just, you got to grow. You got to grow. You got to reach the pedals and you got to study. And so here is how can I give you this morning the key to transforming a slow season into a grow season. It's a change of a prayer. So here it is, to change a slow season into a grow season. Change your prayer from God give me fill in the blank to God grow me. Oh, I, I, I know that didn't get very many any, uh, amens because that's not as fun of a prayer to pray. It's more fun to just pray God, God give me. But what if, what if the right prayer to pray is God grow me? God, how do you want... In fact, I bet God will answer this prayer in your life. God, while I'm waiting, while I'm waiting, apparently, apparently what I'm asking for hasn't come yet, so I'm in a waiting season, and I don't want to waste a waiting season. So God, while I'm waiting, get specific. God, how do you want to grow me? I bet I'll answer that prayer. I bet I'll answer... He may answer it through your spouse. You may, that may be a good exercise to sit down with somebody or a good, a good friend, somebody you trust. How, how, during this waiting season, what can I work on? How can I get better? If you're, if, if you're like on the basketball team and you're the seventh person on the bench, you can sit there on the bench and wish your way into being a starter. Or you can go up to the coach and say, coach, what can I work on? 
Because maybe you're sitting there working on your free throws, but you're already a 90% free throw shooter. And the coach said, I'm not worried about your shooting. It's your defense. You got to work on your feet. You got to work on your quickness. And so a good coach will always give you what you can work on to turn your slow season into a grow season. And you serve a good coach. You serve a good God. And so if you come to him this morning and say, God, I want to step into a promotion. I want to step into growth. I want my marriage to grow. I want my family. I want my kids to be better. God, I want to be a better father. God, I want to be a better grandmother. God, I want to be a better boss. How can I grow? I bet the Holy Spirit through his word, through his guidance, will give you some really good ideas. And then what seemed like a waiting game, now it gives you something to work on. And you got, now I, now I can do this. Now I know what I have to work on. And here's what you do. You just work on what you've got to work on and trust according to what we just talked about, that God's got the time. God's got the time. You do what you can do. God does what he can do. God's waiting on us to grow so that we're strong enough to handle the blessing. Larry, Larry Burkett talks about this. Larry Burkett was Dave Ramsey before Dave Ramsey was Dave Ramsey. And he was like kind of one of the original uh, biblical money guys, biblical finance guys. And he would teach this. He says that most couples spend the first five years of your marriage trying to attain the same standard of living as your parents, only it took them 30 years to get there. So we have a nation in debt because we tried to get a blessing too soon. And that's not only true financially, but that's true spiritually. You can live spiritually bankrupt because you're trying to step into areas of blessing and anointing that you're not ready to step into. And you have to trust that God has your blessing on his time. A slow season can be your grow season. It happens in the, the, the parable of the talents. Multiple versions of, of this story. But you've got, you've got the story where God gives five talents to one and three talents to another, uh, two to another and one to one. And it's the person that takes the five and invests and they get more. And then the person with two invests and then God sees their investment and he gives them more. And it's the person with one that buried their one talent. Do you know that the future blessing in your life is dependent upon what you're doing with God has given you right now? God's not holding you accountable with a future blessing. He's holding you accountable with your current blessing. He's not holding you accountable with what money you're going to make when, when you do get the promotion. He's holding you accountable with how you're handling your checkbook now. He's not holding you accountable with, with how you're going to treat, this is a word for somebody, with how you're going to treat your wife someday. He's holding you accountable for how you're treating women right now. He's not holding you accountable for how you're treating your own children someday. He's holding you accountable for how you're treating other people's children. You do, so don't live, stop living in the future, live on time. Live on time. Dig in. God has given you so much already. And if we, if we steward well what God has already given us, then that positions us and postures us to be able to handle more when he is going to give it to us. And then the final question this morning is this. Are, are you running? This is a tough one. Are you running 
at a sustainable pace? Are you running at a sustainable pace? So the first part of verse 22 says this. The Lord your God will drive those nations out ahead of you little by little. This, there, is a, there is a blessing of little by little. There is a blessing of sustainability. There is a blessing of pace. A sustainable pace. Can I ask this to you, mom? Are you running, is your family running at a sustainable pace? Teenage, teenager, I know it's tempting to take 23 AP courses all at once. But are you running at a sustainable pace? College student, I, I want you to graduate with your, with your degree before nine years and your parents do too. But you also don't have to do it in three or two. Are you, are you running... Are the, can you really handle 21 hours and working 40 hours a week and saving for an engagement ring and uh, planning a missions trip? Like, are you running? Because a lot of times, listen, a lot of times we preach like, we preach like people are lazy and it's like you got to get going, you got to get going, you got to get going. And sometimes I think that's true. Sometimes I think we need a little nudge. But I'm preaching this morning to maybe some OCD overachiever drivers of just reminding you that someday you're going to be 88 years old and you're going to be on a rocking chair on the beach at least I am, and you're going to be you're going to be reflecting. And can you are you running at a sustainable? Like, are you going to make it to 88? Are you running at a sustainable pace? Single single adult, you don't have to have every experience on the planet to put on your Instagram account before you turn 25. Like, say, just save a few things. Are you running at a sustainable pace? Dad, I know the business trips are lucrative, and I, I know the opportunities are, are there, and I know there's always more work to be done, but are you running at a sustainable pace? Do your kids know your face as well as your coworkers? The tortoise. The tor there's, nothing, there's nothing flashy about old tortoise. Like it wasn't until years, Aesop didn't know anything about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It took a long, it took a long time before somebody made turtles cool. And so you read this, like you, you read this and you kind of, even as you're reading it, you want to be the hare, right? Because the, the hair's got the talent and the hair's got the glitz and the hair's got the glam and the hair's got the ability. But let me, let me, just, let me just double, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to double check because I know the hair had all of the ability, but I just want to remind you still the tortoise wins every time. And, and I know, I know the hair, I know we want to be like the hair. Has anybody ever lived and fallen into, you know, you talk about like living life in a good rhythm. Uh, here's a rhythm you don't want to fall into is the hair rhythm, the spaz and crash rhythm. Wake up. Oh my goodness, I'm behind. I haven't read my Bible in six months. And so I'm going to read uh, my Bible from Genesis to Revelation before lunch, go. And 
and then you crash. Uh, oh, I haven't, man, I haven't, my, my church attendance has gotten a little bit sloppy. I'm going to find out there were 92 things on those video announcements. And so I'm going to attend all 92. And every Thursday into the woods, I'll be there. And Friday and Saturday, twice on Saturday, and band rehearsal. And then Friday night fire, I'll go back in time and get the last Friday night fire. And then, and then we spaz and then we crash. And we do that educationally. I'm going to load up. I'm going to take 21 hours. And we spaz and then we crash. And then, yeah, I, I just checked again, though. The tortoise, the tortoise wins every time. And I know the tortoise, the pace isn't, the pace isn't cool. It's not going to get you flash. It's not going to get you noticed. A lot of times it's not the tortoise companies that are on the front cover of money. Yep, the tortoise didn't invest in Bitcoin. And, and, and all of these things that have, oh, so when you're talking about your 501k, the tortoise wins every time. When you're talking about your degree, the tortoise wins every time. When you're talking about how it takes just a good time with your kids to raise kids, the tortoise wins every time. And you're talking about a marriage that's healthy and moving forward, the tortoise wins every time. Are you running at a sustainable pace? Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.